Hi, Kevin Harrington here, an original shark from Shark Tank. Iron Faith Nutrition promotes overall wellness for those who experience soreness or stress. Take a look. Do you experience soreness, muscle fatigue, or joint discomfort? Then you should try Curcumazone. It can help support your body's repair process and increase a healthy recovery. Using a synergistic combination of ingredients, Curcumazone provides the most advanced levels to support a healthy, inflammatory response, improving overall wellness. I've been racing ultra-distance triathlons for over 30 years, and I've tried everything out there, and I mean everything. And Iron Faith Nutrition blows them all out of the water. Our SE Herbal Tea helps your body detox naturally and boosts immune support. Order now and receive free shipping. A portion of all profits go to charity. For all your overall health and wellness solutions, go to ironfaithnutrition.com. And here we go, Faith and Facts podcast with Big Feige and Fetz. Man, lots of good things. One of the things you're starting to see is with professional athletes, more and more, and entertainers, them sharing their faith and being out front and outspoken. You see CJ Stroud from the Texans just recently coming out and saying things. I mean, people are getting more bold. Why do you think that is just all of a sudden starting to happen? I, you know, Brian, I'm, I'm, I'm elated because uh, there's actually a major battle going on uh, opposed to uh, standing up for the Lord. And all of the athletes you mentioned, like C.J. Stroud, he was actually uh, bold enough to proclaim the gospel, just like many athletes before him. Uh, he was given his statements about how Christ uh, is, is in his life, and NBC cut the whole thing out. And it's happening over and over and over again. I, I can't remember who the uh, uh, mixed martial artist guy is, um, but boy, I tell you what, he was, he was, he, same thing happened to him. And it goes on and on and on. And then there was a whole Hogan, you know, we got Hulk Hogan. So these things are happening. And, you know, I understand when you first come to the Lord, there's a, there's a learning curve in, in that, okay, you're getting pulled out of the world, you're leaving the world, you love the Lord, you come to the Lord, and you want to please the Lord. But, but what happens is you still got the flesh, and you're still uh, being trained by the Holy Spirit to what, life in Christ and obedience to Christ is all about. And so we see this over and over again. And I just think that there's a need in the world. And a lot of these people have trusted in their fame, their own strength, in money, whatever it was. The, the things of the world were enticed. We've all come out. We've come out of the world. And we're no longer in the world. Uh, and so Therefore, in the world, but not of the world. So then you come out of it, and then you have Alice Cooper. So here's here's the problem I have. I'll use Alice Cooper as an example. I I really the testimony. I really feel that these people were talking about at this that point 
like all of us, when we come, hey, there's a cleansing that we're going to go through. We don't just, just shake the whole world off of us, and all of a sudden, uh, you're walking with the Lord. But now it's a growing experience. We're like children. We have the milk, and then we're fed the meat, and then we get closer and closer to the Lord. So I'm not, I'm just grateful that people like Hulk Hogan, like Strauss, like Alice Cooper, that, and, and others too. I can't remember them all, but there's quite a, so many of them. There's a list of the 50 so-called um, born-again believers. So the problem becomes I'm grateful, I'm happy. The more people come to the Lord, we wish more and more people would all turn to the Lord. So the issue here with, like, using our scoop again is that he says, well, you can be a Christian that can still play this kind of music. And I, I, that's when I find it's kind of a tough time because it seems to me that uh, you're trying to have both ways. Well, either you're a new creature and you and you leave the old stuff behind, or, or you're not, you know? So what are you going to hold on to? Why do you want to continue playing that kind of music? Why do you want to keep on walking in the swamp and, and loving it and being, what is it, is it like being loved by people? So the reality of it is you become a new creature eventually. You just can't walk the way you did before you said, Christ is my Lord and Savior. So there's a problem with that. So, I don't know, you've run into a lot of, a lot of athletes, a lot more than I have. And uh, how have you seen this work? I, I mean, we have to judge, okay? I, I'm not saying I judge by the flesh. I'm trying to judge by the scriptures. We're, we're all called to judge, but the judgment comes by the scripture, not from Matthew 7, 1, the Lord says, take the log out of your eye. Don't judge somebody. Judge not unless you be judged. He's talking about judging by the things of our own teachings, by the teachings of the world, teachings of religion. But Paul's talking about the man of the spirit has to judge all things. So in fairness, how do we... I'm grateful to hear Alice Cooper. I'm grateful that uh, Deion Sanders and others are out there but then there's another issue. His Deion Sanders, uh, he he's in love with D.D. Jakes. D.D. Jakes is out there baptizing all kinds of people, and then what happened? They just stay in the world. And what do they live for? Money, you know? It, it just goes on and on. So you see stuff that's happening, and basically I think they're condemning themselves either at the point of ignorance but when we see the light, there has to be a point of, hey, brother, hey, sister, this is wrong, you know? So I'll throw that out there. So. Well, I mean, what, why do you think, so, I mean, we'll, we'll go back to the C.J. Stroud with, you know, NBC cutting the feed off of him or, or changing up however it was for, you know, removing Christ as he started talking about it. Why, why, why would companies do that? I mean, they, they, they don't necessarily do it when they're talking about sex or, or drugs or any of those things. It just seems to happen to be when, you know, they're speaking about, you know, Christ or, or the Lord or Jesus. I mean, however you want to to reference it. Yeah, there's a it's just it's just goes back to the Dobby 
it goes right back to the circuit. It goes right back to there would be enmity between uh, those following Satan and those who are going to follow Messiah, you know. And so the, this is the world, the world, you know, even Christian stations, even they bow to the bales. They even bow to the mammons for the sake of mammon. It's really, really difficult time. I remember when I, I was in China, Chris and I, and we were getting ready to come back, and the brothers were, we wanted to stay in China. And and then the brothers got together, the saints got together, the ladies said to and they were praying, they were saying, man, you better go back. You gotta, if God wants you and Chris down chapter one to flourish for his kingdom, go do it, you know? At that time, Dale chapter one was just nothing, you know, a little tiny store. But I just told Lord, and then promised me that we're going to protect me from fame and from money. Those were the two things, you know, that, because I know that's what, that's what two of the temptations of, 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 Christ when he was in, in the in the desert. So so I think the same thing happens to everyone. Satan's not going to just allow you in his dominions and not just going to allow those to say, do you think that, that Hogan, so how 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 is Satan going to, and his work is going to get Deion Sanders? How's he going to do that? Pride, right? Money, right? Fame. Glory. That's not easy to handle that stuff. It's not easy to handle. You know, and, uh, and it boils down to, I was just thinking about the day, I said, Lord, take out my eye if it's going to Take my hand off if it's going to cause me to remove uh, things in my life, you know? So thank God we were on the radio. Things were going. God was building the radio station. The Lord was building the products. He had testimonies of people over and over again. And it's so, so easy to start thinking, oh, wow, this is great. Oh, yeah. You know, people start saying, oh, Jim, hey, Chris, wow, yeah. Your first thing is really awesome. Your DVU is awesome, you know. And uh, and the testimonies are great. There were supposed to be people that were supposed to be dead in six months are still alive 10 years later. So Satan's going to find a way to pierce that that walk and, and throw this throw the rocks in the path, you know, brother. So I think it's just it's just the hate Christ. They hate and, and it's just like wanting to destroy all the firstborn babies. Why why did, did they have to try to destroy the firstborn babies? Because it's not about the babies, it's about the, the line of the Messiah, you know, the anointed one. It goes right back to Eden goes right back to that. Where's the anointed one? Satan has to stop the anointed one. He has to stop the anointed of those who are, are following the, the Messiah. So that's, that's, I think so. Someone comes out of darkness, comes into the light, and I'm all, I understand. I, I believe with all my heart. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I know, unfortunately, there are those who, who uh, believe in eternal security. Oh, I'm born again. I'm saved. Oh, so whatever happened, it's, I can never lose my salvation. Well, you've got to read Hebrews 6, uh, 
beginning of chapter 6 in, uh, in Hebrews. And you'll see that it's a scary thing for those who once tasted the goodness and truth of Christ and have fallen away. It cannot be restored. So uh, I'm happy to see these guys. I'm concerned about them. Uh, look at look look at his uh, uh, President Bush uh, Trump's daughter. Uh, she she's married to Jerry. She she left Christianity to be uh, to be Jewish. So there's something wrong there. You know, it's a scary thing. Uh, so for all these folks, I'm happy to see it. I, I, I pray that. And, and even uh, Mahomes, even Mahomes is uh, saying uh, his heart, his blood is, uh, his heart is in uh, the Chiefs, but his blood is in Christ or something like that, one mm. of those types of versa. So I'm grateful. I, I want that testimony. But boy, I'll tell you what, it's a heavy thing to make that stand and not fulfill it, right. you know? Did, did you hear uh, Jim Harbaugh, the, the head football coach at University of Michigan, just 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 did uh, a talk at, 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 with the abortion rights and so forth, and yeah. and came out and 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 said that you know he was very much opposed and you know was all for the right of you know allowing a child to be born, and it was not good for abortion and that's somebody at the university of michigan which is a pretty liberal school uh, him coming out and saying that i mean that that's some controversial statements that's for sure why he's that's probably why he's looking he's leaving and probably taking on a uh nfl job probably you know you think it's possible uh, you know i i'm glad uh it's you know, I don't know if he professed Christ, but um, taking a stand on that has some kind of uh, relationship to truth anyway, standing up for that. So, yeah, I would hope, hope that would be uh, the case. I would hope that most anybody who says, Lord, Lord, would have that position against uh, uh, taking a life, you know. That's uh, some of the thoughts on that. I just heard that about James Harbaugh. You know? yeah. It's a big one for sure with Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, well, t- tell me this, because I, I I ask it to you all the time. What What have you been reading the Word? Oh boy, I tell you what. Uh, I've been reading like, Job. I've been reading Job, so I don't know if I'm a glutton for punishment, but you know, you know, oh, reading no. about reading about Job's ordeal is is always fascinating to to see how how much we don't understand how powerful God is, and how he doesn't have to ask our permission to take something away or to give us something, which is both sets a blessing. Lord, Lord um, gives and the Lord takes. And that's a prime example. And, and we have no right to complain. It, the book of Job is interesting. I, I don't know if I ever said this, but 
when I was in the uh, organized churches, I got uh, asked a lot, a lot to do uh, a teaching uh, on a Sunday. So I did it on Job. And uh, <laughs> so right off the bat, it says that the wife was, no, Chris died and died. You know, this is after they lost their children, their cattle, their servants. Uh, they lost everything, right? And so she says, Chris, Chris died and died. And Joe says, what? Are we to just accept good and not evil from the Lord? It's the word is evil in Hebrew. It's not like, oh, this is bad. This is all too sad. That's sad. It's like evil. He says, are we supposed to accept evil? And then the whole church, the whole body wanted to stone me. I said, because, oh, you should. Any evil's from God. Yeah, even if you want to use it, check everyone out. The word hate. Check out the word hate when Jesus says, hate your family, hate your mother, father, sister, brother. Hate. It's the word is hate. But all the Christians, all the great teachers, all the people out there that want to give you lollipops and gumdrops and uh, sugarcoat everything, they just won't deal with it. But God's sovereign, God's holy, God's righteous, and so that's what it is. So the Job issue is really pretty profound. I did something that I went back just not too long ago, and you know what I did? I did uh, in, in uh, Job. I read only, I went back and I only read Job's words between him hmm. and God. You Interesting. Know, it was really, really uh, pretty amazing. Because in the end, you know, in the end, it, uh, God restores all the stuff to Job, everything that's that. And, and, uh, Job is set back up in, in, in his honor. God honored him. God brought him up. The reality of it is, is the Lord restoring Job and his fortune? But God directly was speaking with him. You know, so what happened? He didn't have that same relationship too with, with, with God and speaking to him. But I found that quite interesting. The conversations of, of Job and, and avoiding the intermittent uh, judgments of his friends, which which God says your friends are all all wrong, you know. And so uh, the Lord straightened them all out. And, uh, yeah, the, the conversations, the conversations with his friends. You know what? What I look at that, and he, the friends. You think when friends are supposed to be supportive. Right. You think friends are supposed to give you encouragement and all his friends ever did was just criticize him, tell him he was wrong. You know, they passed judgment on him and they didn't help him in this time of need as opposed to encouraging him and opposed to, you know, trying to uplift him and trying to got him. They were just you clearly had to do something wrong. God, God wouldn't do anything to you if you didn't do something wrong. They, but they, they didn't know. Ah, they were merciless. You know, they had no mercy towards him. Here's the guy 
sitting there, first of all, devastated, lost everything. So, you know, so you have to look at Job's picture and apply it to your own life, right? Oh, the child died, the son died, the, the, the wife died, something happened, you lose your job, something along like that. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts throwing Bible verses at you. Oh, man, you know, God's judging you. God, put, this is a judgment from God, you know. In the meantime, the whole thing wasn't a judgment from God. It was the confronting uh, the battle of Satan to show that Job had, no matter what, Job would stand with the Lord and not, and Satan could not take this uh, man from him, you know? So a lot of the times, something's happening, break the leg, you lose the job, the family, somebody gets sick of cancer, on and on and on. Oh, Lord, why are you doing this to me? I don't know, maybe he took the head away. For many, many years, people would say to Trish and I, they'd call the radio show and they said, Wow, you're still around? We can't believe that you haven't been killed, you know? And, uh, and others would say, you just have kept a hedge around you. The Lord has protected you and kept a hedge around us. So every time something goes wrong, I was looking at uh, today, I was just uh, sitting here pondering on things, and uh, the Lord said, it's better to be wrong than wrong somebody, you know? And so... It's pretty a lot profound. Of things have happened, huh? I said that's pretty profound. Yeah, but you gotta try try to live it. You know, was it better to be wrong than wrong? I'm always telling my wife that. I said, Chris, God's sovereign, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Joe. God's sovereign. So now it's better that those friends of his come and judge him and tear him apart, tell him what a wicked man he was, how unrighteous he was, what a sinner he was, how he uh, spoke against God, stood against God, and every single thing you could think wrong about him. And it was better for him to go through that in the long run than to be the one issuing out that kind of uh, judgment. So we sit back and we just say, okay, we're going through something right now. All right, Lord, I'm just supposed to pray. I'm supposed to wait on you. I don't know. I'm going to use this, though. It's better to be wrong than wrong somebody, you know? You know? And, and better to forgive and forget, you know? And a lot of people say, oh, I can forgive you. Oh, I can never forgive you through that person. Hey, man, let me tell you something. Every one of us who says, Lord, Lord, has got to get to the point of trying to forgive somebody who's unforgivable. So, uh, and I don't care. If a believer is a believer, they're going to go through that. You're going to have to forgive somebody no matter what. Not just seven times like Peter said, hey, Lord, seven times. Should I forget my, forgive my brother seven times he offends me? You know, hey, Joe, you're going to forgive those guys seven times? The Lord said, 77 times. 77 times. Hey. Hey, Jim, you think you did something good? You just forgave that brother? All right, you got another 76 times, you know, bro? So, yeah, so, yeah, Job has uh, been really powerful. And, uh, and, and not only that, 
but he also justifies the, the existence of five breathing dragons and dinosaurs and beasts. So right there, Leviticus, I mean, <laughs> Leviathan was right there. You know, so all those years I taught evolution and all the years I taught, taught uh, you know, uh, instead of creation, it was, uh, I needed these things to know these things, you know? How it would you when you go you go back? I mean, as you just said, you, you taught those things. I mean, you were a teacher for uh, for a while, you know, prior to yeah. going into the nutrition 17. industry. Seventeen years. Yeah. And and you yeah. think about how things were taught in the academic system back then, to now how things are taught now. How hard would it have been to to to? To be in the be in the academic world in the public school system now compared, you know, to back then. No, I, it's impossible. Uh, it's impossible. Uh, it's interesting because I spent many years teaching everything from uh, preschools to postgraduates in college. I taught, taught everything, uh, biology, chemistry. Uh, all these sciences, so it's intelligent. I loved it. I love teaching. I love teaching. I mean, conceptual learning, I, I, homeschooling. I was encouraging uh, churches way back in the late 70s, early 80s. I was encouraging people to homeschool their kids. And oh boy, the churches were so against it. You can't believe it. I, it was, hey. It was, I'm trying to save them from the demonic teachings and the ways of the government schools, which is nothing there more than indoctrinate people to obey uh, the gods of mammon and, and the uh, gods of, of Baal uh, and the free, free sex gods of, of, of Jezebel. Every wickedness you can think of exists in those, those public schools. So I'm trying to encourage them to train the children at home. So. So I, I remember teaching chemistry, but I, I, had, I had a great time teaching. I had, it was tremendous. I, I had great students, especially in some of the private schools. The, the public schools were, I had to deal with them in a different way. You know, I had knives pulled on me and things like this. But, but the teaching, even if you just stuck to the science of teaching chemistry, you know, single equation, double equation, empirical formulas, doing all of these things, okay, and, and, and doing that, in the end, somewhere in that society of that, those, that school environment, the enemy is going to hate you because you represent growth. Uh, I'll give you an example. I had a I, 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 I dabble with art. I, I've done all kinds of paintings, watercolors, oil portraits. I, I, I've done all kinds of paintings. And so I had a, uh, a air, I did an airbrush thing of Bruce uh, Price on the, on the cross. And I put, uh, prepare to meet thy God, you know. And I came in one day to my office and it was all ripped up. Was really, <laughs> really, right? So, so. It was, it was all ripped up, and I just had to, I don't know, 
what can you do? But every time I still tried to do something, I, I, I tried, because I'll give you an example. I was walking by the chemistry, the science class, and uh, the, the doctor, the, the teacher was in there, and I walked by and I heard him say, well, class, today we're going to create oxygen and hydrogen. I said, so I stopped and I said, oh, excuse me, but you can't create hydrogen oxygen. You can only collect it. God created it. So little stupid things like that, I would say. And guess what? Eventually, eventually where you're standing is going to be exposed if you're really standing for the Lord. Another, another time there was... Uh, uh, ML Carr played for the Patriots, uh, for the for the Celtics. So ML Carr was coming to the school to do a, do a present uh, audio thing for the whole school. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a big audience, right? Well, the the vice principal and the principal didn't want me to meet with them because every time somebody came in, I wanted to give them the gospel, you know. So they said, "Well, Jim." <laughs> Jim, uh, we're going to be in the auditorium. We want you to protect the mailboxes up here by the offices. So now I'm praying, I'm praying. Oh, okay, Lord. Well, how am I going to get to tell ML Carr about, about uh, Christ? How am I going to witness to him? So I'm standing there with, with, by the mailbox, standing by the mailboxes, and I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And all of a sudden, Guess what? There's not another soul near near me. The whole floor, everybody is down in the auditorium. How could it be? The only person on the floor besides me comes walking around the corner, and on car. And on car comes walking. I said, Hey, I've been waiting for you. I got to tell him about the gospel. He was supposed to be the primary. <laughs> Very good. So so the principal, the vice principal. But they couldn't believe. Here I am leading them down to the way the audience was. Oh man, I did the same thing for uh, a guy. That's your life Matt story. That that is your life story of how the Lord kind of puts people in your path that are unexpected and doesn't make sense. It's good. You got. That's what we're called to do. That's why I like C.J. Uh, Stroud. Right, CJ, right? Yeah, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, yeah. yeah. Incredible yeah. year. I mean, I mean, I, he's had the most prolific year of a rookie quarterback. A rookie. A rookie. Of anybody in NFL history. Incredible, right? So, and he's so humble. Man, I'll tell you what. And the main thing is that my mission is for Christ, you know, to talk about the Lord. Now, I played football, but my mission, I'm a football player, but my mission is to be mission for on a mission for Christ. Yeah, it was really awesome. I tell you what. So, so that was, and that really, if everybody took that stand, that's what, that's what, like you asked earlier, how can it be? You know, why are these people, why are these cutting people out of the news and everything else? Well, the reality of it is they're deadly afraid that people really stood up for Christ, what will happen. But in event, eventually, it's got to happen. And then we'll all be, uh, not just ostracized, they're all going to be the head of evil, you know, that's on the pay-per-view. You think there's hatred for the Jews right now? If the Christians actually stood up as they're going to, they, the real, real believers, not everybody disagrees, 
you know, you get the, you see these people running for office now. You know, you got uh, Nikki. There's Nikki out there. What's her purpose? Her purpose is to, for us to see who the rhinos are. Look, she's just there, not even to see who the rhinos are. Republicans name old only. That's all she's there for. Well, it's the same thing with a lot of these Christians out there that uh, proclaim Christ. Eventually, you're going to see the ones who are uh, in name only, Christ in name only. That's what, what we're going to see. It's in, inevitable. It's going to be, uh, it's going to happen. It's all happening. Well, I mean, I think you, you start to see, and, and Satan obviously doesn't want doesn't want them to doesn't want individuals out there proclaiming the Lord, you know, um, in, in any way, shape or form. Well, for sure. Well, that brings me to a point. Uh, one of the things that, you know, you're, you're back about certain things. And you think, oh, what do I, what do I, they mean, I need someone. I mean, I, I, I've lost reading all kinds of stuff, but, but uh, I was just thinking about, I, you know how I always tell people to sit there the kingdom of God. And, uh, there's something going on, there's a struggle going on, and so unlike trying to be not like Job's, Job's buddies and condemning anybody, I just try to say, hey, the path, seek first the kingdom of God. I don't know how someone's going to take that. They can take it any way they want. But that's our admonition from Christ. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6, 33. All right. So how do you do that? Oh, oh, you go to Bible study. Oh, you go to church. Oh, you hang around with a bunch of people who say, Lord, Lord. You know, you give your money to the poor. You just uh, donate to the church. What, what, what is it, you know? So... I just think that one of the most important things that anyone could ever do is to break bread and honor the Lord's Supper. I just think it's too important and that we should be celebrating the Last Supper. And there's just too many reasons to do it. There's, there's nothing but advantages to it. And it's, and it's actually a commandment, you know, because of... What's he say? He says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. And I'm reading this from John 51. If any man eat this bread, he shall live forever. The bread that I give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Amen. Well, there it is right there. So you know that Satan's got to hate that. You know, why does the churches not celebrate the Lord's Supper every single Sunday, every single Sabbath? Every single time you get together. That's how crazy I think about it. Now, of course, I want everybody to do their own thing. So so why? Why break bread? God says we are going to obey. In doing so, we obey Christ and we proclaim who he is. He is the living bread that comes down from heaven. You know, unlike the manna that was given to the Jews in the, in the desert, they all died, he said, you know. And he said, what is he doing this for? This, this bread is my flesh. He actually came in the flesh. So the key is, he says, here's, here's another verse here. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. 
he prays my flesh. Then the Jews began arguing, says, shocking amongst themselves. How can this man give us his flesh? He said to him, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat this flesh of the son of man. Why is that important that he says, when you eat the flesh of the son of man? Early he says, the bread is my flesh, and you have to eat this. Son of man is the reference. This is so important. And I don't know of any fellowships or anybody even brought this up. But the Son of Man, it goes back to the uh, Old Testament through the prophets when the Son of Man was referenced to the Messiah, which was the anointed one that was promised in Genesis. And so, so why should we break bread? Because we come together, remember Christ, we talked about his body, he came in the flesh, we talked about his blood. He said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Well, I'll tell you what. You asked about why would we, why would NBC, why would all these uh, uh, programs uh, get upset at CJ and cut them off, start and, or cut, cut off anyone who's given a testimony from Christ? Because of that, Satan doesn't want whoever believes will be saved. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have eternal life. He doesn't want that. He wants to be the ruler of the king. And that's what we're dealing with here, the, the deception. And the churches, you know, I mean, you, you've been through, you've been, you've worked at Christian colleges. You've been, you, you've seen right. all of it. Much more than myself. So you see, you've seen this. You've seen those who, uh, Lord lording all over the place. Remember right. the time you had a fellowship of Christian answers? You asked me to speak in front of that group. And uh, most of those people didn't even, didn't even know who the Lord was, you know? Right. I mean, so you've seen that. You've seen the working of those in high places and how high they are. A lot of false like prophets. Job sure. friends. A lot of false prophets. A lot of uh, deceivers, for sure. Definitely. Man, spitting wisdom as always, my friend. Spitting wisdom as always. Um, yeah. Hey, thank you. They, we, we thank you guys for joining the uh, Faith and Facts podcast this week with, with Big. You're cutting us off. You're cutting us off. Oh. You got to keep it under that 40 minute uh, realm, you know, and it, it makes things right. a little bit easier. But because uh, because you can't just put out too much information, you know, the people no. have to subscribe. They have to like throw some comments at the bottom of the screen. Hey, some really good comments, too. I like uh, there's been some incredible ones. You're going to have to show ones. me how to read more of them because I'm not too good at that. So, hey, but, I like but, it. but make sure you do that and share this as many times as you possibly can. And we will be back next week with another episode of just great knowledge, great wisdom and word from the Lord. And we'll talk a little more nutrition next week as well. So have a great oh, one. Be blessed. My oh, friends. Oh, the name of the Lord will be saved. Make sure you start calling. Amen. Amen.